It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. And a kicker who's never missed an extra point in his career. Are you kidding me? Buddy Hill's not going to miss this free throw. He has a 90% free throw shooter. You got to be prepared for pressure here at the Kansas. He, he did it. miss it. Holy cow! The Sportszilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Stupid overtime goals. Stupid, stupid overtime goals by Willette on Lavelle led to an overtime loss, five to four in Lavelle for the Utica Comets yesterday. Not happy about that. Scoop, Rain. The glue guy, the boss, Matt Page in studio. Unfortunately, we have Nick Ells with us today. (laughs) I can say the same about you, man. I I had to do that before we even talk about the comments. What am I? I'm going to, I want you to say it on the air because it's true. I don't want to give you the satisfaction of me saying it. Oh, come on. Now I want you to. Want you to. Be a bum, man. You're a bum. No, that's not what you said. Clown, bum, (laughs) bozo. He wanted and requested 45 minutes to just insult me and just leave it at that. And I'll do it. Because he got mad because I was, like, insisting that he keeps that sarcasm meter to a certain level. I like it. Yeah, how come I get introduced last? <laughs> That's just rude. Rewind. You've got a rewind sound effect, yeah, unfortunately. Play the intro. Okay. Hold on. I, don't, I, can't, I can't do it without the rewind. You got a rewind? I don't. I'm disappointed. All right, I'll do it anyways for you. For you, do you have a clown? Uh-uh, uh-uh. A bozo nose? Anybody? No. Looks like the real clown is I got the blue guy. Um, chicka, wow, wow. That's all I got. That wasn't nearly the same thing. We got some circus music. Can can we find some circus music at some point here? Uh, I got a clown. Let the Goodell bot do it. The stupid thing isn't working. He Does is, that work? He is a clown. Okay, I'll start again. Welcome to the. Sp- eyes aren't too far apart. He is also a clown. No, you do have quite an arsenal of of clowns pop culture references. I'm going to do this. Anyway, I was saying before you rudely interrupted me. I'm sorry. Now that's just going to get me mad. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Welcome to the Sportzilla Show. I'll do it again. Welcome to the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica Rome right now at 96.5 FM. Nick Ailes in the house. That's right. Shaka. Shaka. Scoop. Rain. The glue guy, Matt Page. So now I'm last? The way it should be. You're the boss. You don't matter. Nobody likes the boss. All right, I'm done. Yes, I'm the boss. You are the boss. I'm done hijacking And we'll be right back with sports. Okay. (laughs) Let's get back on the train, man. Are we good now? We're steaming straight ahead. Enough of our nonsense. I I will be Bozo for the rest. How about I'm going to introduce myself as Bozo? No, I don't like that. Okay. Um, Krusty? I like rain. I like rain, too. Scoop. It's stupid overtime goal. Lavelle, the Comets. Let's hear it. Well, the Comets fought back. You know, they erased some leads in that game. But what really gets me, okay, they got the point. Yeah. So it's not the overtime goal that cheeses me off. It's the shorthanded goal. Mm -hmm. The 13th shorthanded goal of the season. We are now, okay, this is an epidemic, all right? It's a problem. That It's a one-goal game we lost in Cleveland, a one-goal game in Laval. Why? Well, we gave up a shorthanded goal in each of those games. You know, that's got to stop. You're on the power play. You don't get a goal, and then you give up a goal? Come on. It's it's such an awful swing of momentum, and it's got to be addressed. I don't, I don't know 
what's going on here? It, it's got to be fixed. They're, they're, they're caught pinching up, you know, in the offensive zone all the time. Ugh. If they don't, Ugh. if they don't stop the, that trend, it disgusts me. If they don't stop that trend, you're not. If assuming you make the playoffs, as of right now, they are securely in a playoff spot if the season ends today. But there's still about 30 games, 25, 30 games left to go. If you don't stop that problem now, don't expect a deep run in the playoffs. It will not. It will. It's burning them now. Wait till you're playing the best teams in the league. It's just so weird because, like, a shorthanded goal should be, like, a really unusual occurrence. It's getting far too regular. Oh, it's very commonplace now. It's almost, it's almost like, oh, was there another shorty? I'm not surprised. It happens every other game. You know, it's 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 a bad thing that's happening they, there has to be some way to address it. Uh, too much risk reward for the defenseman. It's a power play. You got you got more guys out there on the ice than they do. <laughs> I like what you did there with the risk reward. We've had a theme on that. Hmm. Who are we going to talk to a little bit later? Who? 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 No, we're not owls. <laughs> let's let's do this. Let's reset for everybody. And let's do this. <laughs> Who's on first? So we have Ryan. What's on second? Hall. Ryan Kids in the Hall, the head coach of Utica City <laughs> FC in. Today, 5.15, our next segment, 10 minutes away. Coffee for three, our normal segment with Sean Coffee, the Utica College men's basketball head coach. He'll be in here at about 5.30, and we'll talk to him. It's the Sportsilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now at 96.5 FM. It also happens to be trade deadline day for the National Basketball Association, the association, the NBA, which, just like with free agency in any sport, I love trade deadline day. Blue guy, you're all over this for us. It's like Christmas. It is. It really is. The Knicks were trending earlier. So now I'm seeing James Dolan, who is the problem with the Knicks. Nick, you and I are Knicks fans. He's always going to be the problem. But they're they're not officially naming Leon Rose as the new president. And I saw just a little while ago Dolan saying, we're still interviewing. Have you heard what? that? Really? How about that? I'm not even kidding you. I have no idea where that came from because I thought it was completely 100% a thing. We'll Google that. We'll double check that. But that was like 10 minutes before we walked in the door to get going today. Uh, how? Because James Dolan is just terrible. So was he the one that leaked it out is, and you, didn't want it leaked out? Yeah. What are you talking about, James Dolan? Why are you involved in this? Didn't you just fire Steve Mills and empower Scott Perry? And don't we have a trade deadline here today? Stay out of it. You don't know anything about basketball. He is nothing about basketball. I'm angered. It fires me up. And I know you're just like, it's the Knicks and Dolan still there, right? No, Nick? no, no, no. What's no, your feelings? I'm, I'm fired up too. I'm fired up. It's just because like he puts in the statement today. He releases a statement. He says like the second sentence is, I'm not selling the team. Cool. So we he knew that. He saw it too. We knew that. Like, are you? is this the response to the teenagers from a couple nights ago? Like, it took you this long to get there? Ridiculous. He, Clown. Second of all, like, from what I know, Rose is still the guy. Yeah. But, like, they're just going to wait a little while. But, like, what is the point there of is coming none. out and be like, hey, oh, by the way, he's totally the guy, but, like, not yet. Like, tell me. Tell me. Yep. Find a reason. You won't. You can try. You won't. Why do they mess with the fan base? Why do they do this to us, Nick? Dolan know, doesn't care. Yeah, that's the thing. He yeah, and like I think to Nick's point, comes right out and says, "I'm not selling the team." It, okay, well, no one said you were going to. It's it's like <laughs> we know that, unfortunately, and he just loves to pour salt in the wound and hit you over the head with it, and and it, you know it's getting to him. Well, when you, when a teenager can heckle him at a game 
and he loses his stuff. Does he? He, well, he can't fight him like he did Charles Oakley. But how do? You, why are you so defiant when an entire fan base loathes you and wants you to sell the team? Because they all blame you for the ineptness for two decades, basically. Well, it's like because Roger the Goodell with the hurts. NFL. The truth hurts. That's why. You know, this they all hated terrible. Mr. Burns on The Simpsons, too. Yeah, that's also true. Okay, so trade deadline. Knicks traded Marcus Morris to the Clippers. Uh, Leon Rose is the Knicks' new team president. They're not waiting for Massey Ujiri out of Toronto now, apparently. Uh, Deion Waiters, Syracuse former player, went to Memphis. D'Angelo Russell to the T Wolves. Andrew Wiggins to the Warriors. Couple of first round, a uh, first and a second round pick involved there. What's one or two more trades we need to highlight? Uh, Andre Drummond going to the Cavs. So that was a big. That one. was a big name. Who else? Um, I think Iguodala going to the Heat. It's going to be interesting. I want to see the dynamic with Jimmy Butler and him. Yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies, though, got Deion Waiters. I think that's a fresh start for him. The uh, Who was the one trade that didn't happen? Um, the uh, Gallinari from OKC to the Miami Heat. So, yeah, that just completely did not happen. So all that stuff about the trade deadline, which we are obsessed with, is all out there and online. But we're going to come back, as promised, with Ryan Hall. If you're a Utica City FC soccer fan, that is next on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Ryan, Kids in the Hall, is in our studio again. We've made a habit out of this, the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. The next game is Sunday at 2 o'clock. The match on the pitch at the ABC against Rochester, a team that you would expect and maybe hope to win. We can get a preview of them in a few minutes, but we really just want to welcome you back in here. Have we talked since the, the last win over St. Louis? It was a little UCFC after dark, a night game. Uh, was it past for this past Friday? It was, it was, yeah. I love being here. Thanks for having me back on again. Um, yeah, we rarely have Friday night games, so it was fun to, to have that Friday after dark. And uh, I know it was special for the fans. And, and post game, you know, 72 was rocking. So it was good. It was fun to see. I've had some fans tell me that that's the thing. One of the things they love about this team is they appreciate the soccer, but they can hang out with Coach Ryan Hall and the players afterwards. You guys really spend a lot of time with the fan base. Maybe that's why it's the best one in the MASL, which we've talked about ad nauseum, but obviously there's proof. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you ask the average person on what indoor soccer is, and most people have no idea, or they, you know, they, they equivalent to outdoor soccer. It's very slow paced. Um, so once, you know, our biggest challenge is getting people in the door, and then once they get in the door, they see the fast-paced action, the high scoring, you know, the, the constant physicality, and and so for us as players and as coaches to give back and, and just it's a very grassroots style of, of professional sports, you know, we love to interact. I mean, that's that's who's coming to support us. So we enjoy hanging out with the fans, hanging out with the kids, you know, having a beer with you know, mom and dad and, um, you know, and, and just kind of shooting the, you know, the stuff about soccer. So we enjoy it. The guys love it. And, and that's what kind of that mentality is, is sort of that home fed culture that we've started to create and, and you know vice versa from the city back to us and the people at the odd do a great job of making the soccer game feel like a huge deal absolutely absolutely i mean between the chants the songs the singing you know turning the lights off and their iphone lights come on and they're singing you know sweet caroline i mean it's just a it's a really incredible event i mean not just to watch the game but just as an atmosphere in general it's, it's just a lot of fun yeah the in the in-game presentation is just top notch it absolutely. really is Ryan Hall, head coach of Utica City FC. I like to call him Ryan Kids in the Hall for a little bit of fun. My, my nicknames are fun-loving, though. Uh, this I've is, been called a lot worse. That's this okay. is Sports Show on ESPN Radio. Scoop and Matt Page, the boss, the glue guy, are in here. My name is Rain. 
So we've we've been we've brought Scoop to a match one time. I've brought the kids a lot. I know you know that. But it's it's a different environment than than hockey. We've talked about that before. But it's just it's just special here, Scoop. And we got to get you back out to a game. We had a blast when we were over there. A couple it, of the raindrops were with us too. It's great fun, and really, you guys own Sunday afternoons. I mean, the Friday night game is cool, but now there's no football, and it's all about soccer in this town on a Sunday afternoon. And what an it's an event. I mean, the it the, really is. Yeah, the odd absolutely. is buzzing. Seventy two gets buzzing. I mean, it's great fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and the fact that the difference between obviously outside of the nature of the sport, but that the boards are down along the side. So the fans who are sitting along the side in the beer garden, I mean, you really are on top of the game. So you're involved in the action. You know, you do have to keep your head on a swivel because those balls are, are whizzing right. by you. Um, but it is, you know, they've done a great job in creating this soccer Sunday event. It's right in the middle of the day, so it's not destroying your whole day. Um, yeah, it's just, it's spectacular. It's, it's, it's a blast. The guys love it. Um, you know, and you couldn't really ask for more. You really couldn't, you can't write a better script. It's, it's been absolutely amazing. Ryan, we had uh, Phil Levanko, obviously he's just the guy that holds the camera. That's his description of his job. There's a lot more to that than what he does. It sure is. <laughs> but he was in with us the other day and he was talking about Rochester, who's the upcoming opponent. And you know, kind of looking at like the, the comets in the crunch with that regional local for it's 45 minutes. You said you were in training and you drove 45 minutes. You're joining us in the studio. And when you have that kind of a rivalry in hockey, it's great. The, the closest rival that Utica City FC has is Rochester geographically. And he talked about how great it would be to build that rivalry up. Man, the more we can add that into it this year and next year and build on that. It's great for both teams because it's not far for either fan base to travel. Comets fans go out to Syracuse. Crunch fans come out to Utica. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah, absolutely. And even going back to the Silver Knight days, uh, you know, we had the interstate rivalry. And if you look at it now, many of the players who are playing for Rochester are former players that played with the Silver Knights or trained with the Silver Knights when we were back in Syracuse. So, you know, we are very familiar with them. Um, and it, like you said, it, it doesn't take much to get up for a game where you're playing a crosstown rival as, such as Rochester. So it'll be a fun game to, to attend. So size them up a little bit, the challenge they're going to bring to the odd on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you look on paper, you know, everyone's looking for us to just steamroll them. But... That being said, uh, they're very unorthodox. You know, they're trying to find their footing in terms of first year franchise, a lot of inexperience. They will switch from a man to man defense to a zone. Um, they'll frustrate teams because to a certain extent, they don't really know what they're doing. So how do we know what they're doing? And, you know, they can definitely frustrate teams. You watch their last couple of games. They've gotten better in each game and it's taken teams, you know, a first quarter, a first half to make those adjustments. And then the experience sort of takes over, but I'm hoping that we can figure out their defensive scheme right out of the gate and sort of take advantage. But you know, the last thing I need is after this game, we have a big road, you know, road trip down to Dallas and Mesquite. And the last thing I need is for these guys to overlook this opponent and looking ahead at, at the tougher games. <clears throat> so we better be coming with our a game because it'd be nothing more than a huge feather in the cap for Rochester to get their first ever franchise win. And especially against a crosstown rival. So you know, I'm, I've been hard on the guys this week to stay focused and stay disciplined, and, and hopefully we're ready to go. And that's what I was going to ask you about, too. Uh, the next two games after this one are back-to-back on the road. How is that as a team where it seems like you have a couple weeks off, and then all of a sudden you're playing a, a massive amount of games quickly? Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about today at training. I mean, we're used to going, you know, a game, two games every weekend. You sort of find your rhythm, and then this schedule has been a little funky where – we play a game or two and then we have a weekend off and we play a game or two and we have a weekend off. So it's, it's more mentally challenging than anything for these guys to stay tuned in, stay focused. 
And like you said, you know, post Sunday, we get into a gauntlet of games. We're playing multiple games in a week. And, you know, for me, the, the most important thing is getting guys healthy um, so that if, you know, we have to run through the gauntlet, I can exchange guys in and out and, and give some guys some rest. But uh, these guys, they've been training all year. They've been itching. Um, they're tired of these weekends off. And, you know, now there, there are no weekends off. So what they wish for is coming. And physically, how are you dealing with that training wise? Are you pushing guys a little harder when there's no games on a weekend and you're taking it lightly when there are games during the weekend? Yeah, a little bit of both. Uh, so for example, we played Friday night to give them the weekend off and then we went extremely hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, just to get, you know, whatever they did on the weekends out of their legs, plus getting them back into shape. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I've learned from experience by giving them too much time off. Sometimes that also allows injuries to come in because they might not be doing the work on their own. And then we go full tilt and you get little tweaks and pulls here and there. So I've tried to give a, a pretty good balance of give them some time off. So some bumps and bruises don't, you know, continue to grow. But at the same token, once they get back on the field, you know, we're, we're pushing it full tilt. Ryan Hall is with us here on the Sports Illustrated Show. It's ESPN Radio Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM. Andrew Coughlin had a good game in the win against St. Louis and the goalie dynamic and situation for the team is a little bit different this year. Uh, talk about him and what you're dealing with and choosing who you're going with this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a Andrew right now is our number one. Um, you know, for me personally, I think he's one of the top, you know, three, four goalies in the entire league. And he's from Baldwinsville, by the way. He is from Baldwinsville, local kid, uh, played at SU. Um, but, you know, what, what sets Andrew apart from the rest of the keepers in the league and, and you know, a lot of the futsal-based players, foreign-based players, is that he's got great feet. So we can rely on him in tough situations when teams are pressing us to play his feet. And yeah, I've witnessed that for yeah, sure. Kicking balls out of bounds. However, behind him is a, is a gentleman named Matt Perella, who mm -hmm. was Harrisburg starter last year. We picked him up in the offseason. Um, you know, Matt is another tremendous shot stopper. The, the game that we lost in St. Louis, you know, it would have been a lot uglier if Matt wasn't in goal. I mean, Matt, Matt stood on his head, made some tremendous saves. Uh, Matt is going to, you know, going to get the nod this Sunday. Uh, we're going to let him, you know, get some experience. Um, you know, but Andrew, the benefit of this this year is that we have interchangeable goalies. You know, last year we didn't. And so Andrew was forced to play and play hurt and play through injuries and, you know, sometimes that that daily grind can kind of wear out on you. And so this year we're very fortunate that we can have interchangeable goalies and I can rest players, especially come, you know, later this week when we are playing back to back games, they can split games and not, you know, just completely get their bodies destroyed. I'm just hoping that you don't get caught in what's called the trap game with Rochester. Keep those boys focused. Scoop, we have the captain Bohilovitz in here tomorrow. We're going to talk to him as well. Is there something we should feed? Let's feed Scoop and me and the glue guy a question maybe or. What should we tell him? We'll give him a message where he's going to be like, I swear, I think like Ryan Hall's in the room talking <laughs> right now. Well, Bo got a little frustrated. He, uh, you know, he, first he works his heart on his sleeve. So sometimes the emotion gets the best of him. Uh, he got an unnecessary card, which we all disagree that it shouldn't have been a card. It, however, you know, it was nonetheless. He also missed a couple of opportunities that he knew better. Um, I wouldn't try to bring those up because he might get a little frustrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he knows better. Um, no card. Talk, writing a note right now over here. Okay. Hey, but believe me, I know exactly how he feels because I was the same, you know, mentality as a player. You, you kind of leave it all out there on the field, and sometimes the emotion gets the best of you. And in hindsight, you know, he apologized after the locker room, but it is what it is. You know, he's by, by far our leader. Um, you know, and, and we ride his back through battle, whether or not you know he's leading the charge. But every time he goes out there, he leaves everything he has on the field. I just been thinking about this. How unusual is it? for you to face that situation that you did against St. Louis where they pull the goaltender. How often does that happen? It, it, it seemed like it was kind of a unique situation. It is, but it's becoming more and more frequent in today's game. So you're seeing, you know, as outdoor soccer grows in America, you're seeing a lot more opportunities for American-based players to play outdoors. So you're seeing a more influx of foreign-based players, Brazilians, Mexicans, and 
for them, keepers are just as, you know, as tuned in on the field as a normal goalkeeper would be. So you're seeing guys come in, you know, Paulo from St. Louis, uh, William Valenza from Baltimore, these guys who are tremendously talented with their feet, and it allows them to either creep forward and become another attacker, or they'll pull their goalie off and, you know, just to give you guys an offset, because essentially you're playing with a man up. Uh, it is strange to see, but we're seeing it more and more frequently. Um, it's risk reward too. High risk, high reward. Absolutely. Like, so in the, in the first game when we were up five, one, you know, they took advantage of the fact that, you know, we had three players who usually play on that six attacker defense. They were hurt and they didn't make that trip. So I was rotating five guys or seven guys, my mistake for five positions for 15 full minutes. And they just ran out of gas. So they took advantage of that. And then, you know, we made some adjustments and we took advantage on Sunday, but to your point, like high risk, high reward, we couldn't, we couldn't capitalize on them pulling their goalie out Friday night. And we sure capitalized on Sunday and got three or four goals when their keeper was out. So uh, it's give or take. You know, I'd rather keep my keeper in. But if a game gets out of hand, you, you know, if they're losing 5-1 late in the game. It's in the toolbox. Yeah. What's what's wrong with losing 7-1 or maybe making a push to get it closer? Right. So it is high risk, high reward. You're going to get Ryan Hall on a regular basis during the Utica City FC season right here on the Sports Illustrated Show ESPN Radio Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM. The captain, Bo Kielowitz, being tomorrow if you're a City fan. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you so much, guys. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Welcome back to the SportsZilla Show ESPN Radio Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM. Our Thursday tradition, at least during the college basketball season, Utica College head coach Sean Coffey. Yes, Coffee for three. So we were talking about some ladies yesterday because it was National Women in Sports Day, and we did bring up Gabrielle Coffey. I want you to know that, so pass that yeah, on. Really? Yeah, we got I her will. back. I will. <laughs> we were talking to Heenan and girl dads and things like that, and we were just kind of heaping praise on the females involved in sports in every aspect. I didn't know if you wanted to add your two cents to that, Sean. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's sport, athletics in general is such an important tool for individual development, growth. And, uh, I mean, you see so much growth out of, you know, on the female side, just in their individual sports, uh, the leagues, uh, just the following by young young girls and you know just a i think gives them a great sense of purpose a great sense of uh you know creating identity for themselves being part of a group um and just you know enjoying the competitive nature of sports so yeah it's uh i you know it's a huge piece of of uh, like i said our individual growth i think as people and i think that's why a ton of us have gotten into coaching and want to stay within sports in some capacity as a coach, as an athletic director, you know, a teacher of the game, a trainer of the game, uh, whatever your respective sport is. So it's fun watching the female side and also, you know, having a daughter who's starting to kind of get into basketball more and more. She's getting out of, you know, she loves her animals and things like that. She's more of a nature kid, but um, coming to our games and now she wants to shoot more at home and, you know, just that self-worth, everything that's that, you know, that uh, having some accomplishments and doing it through athletics is uh, so important. So great, great cause. Great day. Sean Coffey, Utica College men's basketball coach with us here. Coffee for three on the SportsZilla show on ESPN radio. Scoop, Matt Page, the glue guy, the boss in studio. My name is Rain. Now, listen, I know it's senior weekend and you got a couple games coming up. I'm going to let Scoop ask that legitimate question in a second because I know I know that's where we want to go. But I just want you to know, I had mentioned to you that we had Gary Heenan in here yesterday and he, he often references his hair as having the goop and he did take a shot at your hair 
Um, of course. Not, yeah. not that I'm somebody that can say much because I really don't have a lot of hair being a bald guy. But I just wanted to, you know, start some problems over there between you two. <laughs> if you wanted well, to. He's starting to lose his a little bit, too. Let's not uh, get crazy here. You know, he's getting a little up there in age. And uh, he's getting the, you know, body's going a little more outward, too, as I've seen over the years. So, uh you need to call more spin classes, but no, I think I just read. I think I read a uh, article the other day that you know, bald men are just you know more intelligent, you know, uh, on average, than those that aren't, and just frankly, just more masculine. Uh, so I'm, I'm more with that. Um, so I'll, I'll take I'll take that. You know, intelligence and masculinity over the guys with. Uh, they're pretty hair. I just cannot uh, argue anything that you just said, and I don't know uh, why. Oh. This is the greatest smack talk we have had thus far on the Sportsilla oh. Show. You are a fine addition and contributor to the program. Oh. I like it. Shots have been fired. We'll have a little bit of fun with this moving forward. But yeah, Scoop, it's senior day. A busy weekend. They're 16-4 and four overall. I'm talking about the team and 7-2 in conference, which is just fantastic. And we're looking at Alfred tomorrow and Houghton for Senior Day on Saturday at 2. Yeah, but first of all, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Elmira and the performance of Darius Hopkins. Uh, he's averaging around 14 points a game, and he had a game-high 20 points against Elmira. Good performance from him. Yeah, he's he's really coming into his own. He's uh, you know a sophomore that he's extremely talented. He's one of the stronger drivers and just bodies to the rim that I've coached, uh, his explosiveness. You know, a kid from, from Florida, grew up playing, you know, he was a quarterback growing up. He's just got all that Florida high school football, um, you know, toughness and grit to him. And, you know, he, he reminds me of, uh, you know, who would have been an incredible quarterback. You know, he probably could play for us right now. No, no, nothing against our football team, but uh, he's, he's just that type of athlete. He's just a, he's a bull to the rim. He changes speed so well, and he just, he's playing really, really well. His percentages are shooting up through, uh, through January here at the right time. He's, you know, he's banging threes now on top of that. And he's one of the conference leaders in free throw percentage. So, and he's getting there quite a bit, Um, but he fits the style that we've wanted to implement here as far as attacking the paint and getting downhill, uh, putting people in tough positions to either send help or, and leave shooters or leave someone one-on-one against a type of player that he is. Um, and that's, you know, I've, I've mentioned on here before, you know, we want to shoot more free throws than our opponents. Um, and I believe last I checked in the conference, we have shot, we have made the same amount of free throws made that, that our opponents have shot. So um, when we're getting to the charity stripe that often, um, you know, analytically it's, it's the best possession you can have is going to shoot two free throws. So, um, but, you know, but back to Darius, he's just been, he's been great. He's, uh, he's really getting comfortable out there and he's just a really good player. He makes tough shots. And when he's got his mind set on getting to the rim and, and finding teammates, uh, we're really tough to guard at that point. So. Talk about Friday's game uh, versus Alfred, and of course, uh, talk about Senior Day versus Houghton. Alfred, um, you know, another scrappy team. They've kind of fallen on hard times recently, but they uh, they have a different defensive scheme than 
than really anyone else in the league, um, how they guard on the ball. They really want to keep the ball out of the paint. So it's kind of a contrasting uh, style as far as, you know, you know, there's going to be some clashing as far as uh, body positioning on the ball and where we want to drive the ball. So uh, you get very physical in that first dribble or two inch drive. Um, but, you know, if we do get forced to the baseline, sideline side of things, you know, we, you know, just going through our reads, uh, you know, our weak side and, and uh, getting in the windows off the ball so that we do give the ball options. Um, they've got a very good player uh, who just scored a Southern's point, and he's you know, averaging about 20 points a game in the league. So he's going to be a major focus for us defensively is just to not let a guy or two kick our butt. And um, and then uh, so so that's going to be an important one for standings, and and they're going to be they're fighting for their playoff lives right now too. So it's an important game for them, um, as all these are for pretty much everyone we're playing coming up. And then Houghton, Senior Day, um, you know they've been towards the bottom of the league for for a few years now. Um, as they've made their transition into Division Three, they were in NAI school for quite some time. And very successful one, but the Division Three transfer has, you know, left them in a tougher spot. Um, and they got a new coach there; he's doing a great job, uh, and they're just playing better. Frankly, you know, we we were in a really tough one out there a couple of weeks ago on a Friday night, and they're playing really well. And they're playing freer; they're getting the ball down the floor uh, quickly, even off of your uh, off your own makes. The ball is, you know, being launched three quarter court. Um, so just those things that we don't really see all the time. So just, you know, points of emphasis for us to play a team like that. And, and our seniors, um, really special class of kids, uh, one that's going to be always a soft spot for me, as they all are to some degree. But these are the guys, um, Hunter Remley, who will be back next year as a grad player, um, Justin Stolkowskis and Ryan Johannes, who, who transferred in, and another kid, T- Tyler Jolly, who's not on the roster this year. He graduated early as a junior last year, but he was part of this class as well. And, you know, these were the guys that took a chance coming here. Uh, first-time head coach, program was not in a great place, and they hadn't made decisions that spring um, of their senior year. And when I got the job here at Utica College, and they took a chance on me, took a flyer, and started 0-10 that year, as I've uh, mentioned before, and and they've gone on to just take this program to uh, new levels that I hadn't seen in quite some time, and and just the resurgence of it all. So they're they're a class that I'm always going to be thankful for that they took the chance, took the risk coming here. Uh, they found a great fit for themselves academically, um, and they've just given everything they've got. You know, effort. You know, just the blood, sweat, and tears of of getting through those really tough days early on to. Uh, to play in some conference championship games, uh, conference um, playoff games. And, you know, they've helped put us in a really good place right now in their fourth year with the program. So I got to ask you with the NBA trade deadline today, are you like a kid on Christmas keeping up with Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN? I'm like that in the off season. I'll be honest. I, you know, the trade deadline, we're just such in the thick of our own, but I have been keeping an eye. I do have his tweets, uh, you know, alerted right now. In case something comes through, I, I just got done working out, so I haven't seen anything in the last hour or two. But, uh, um, but yeah, it is a pretty exciting, uh, you know, getting to that deadline is always 
kind of cool. But I'm more of an off-season guy with all the big big moves and all free that. agency and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Coffey's with us here. It is Coffee for Three. We just got about a minute left before we got to get to break, mm-hmm. Sean. We do this every single Thursday on the Sports Hill Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. But I did just want to uh, point out that I noticed – a, a quick little shot at Fagiano in there, maybe? No, I'm kidding. I'm, we, I, we, I know nothing against the football team. No, I'm, I, I'm totally We're just starting all kinds yeah. of stuff. There. I, I, yeah, made, yeah. I, I made that up. I totally made that up. I'm teasing. But uh, this year's, this yeah, year's. People not talking around here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those guys in the radio are creating division. Yeah. No, no. It's a family atmosphere over on Utica College campus. Everybody says that from top to bottom. And of course, we don't want to get any rumors or false narratives started. But uh, no, no. As far as the basketball team, points per game, 83.2. Three point percentage, 40.6. Defensive rebounds per game, 27.7. Defensive rebounds, 554. Average margin of victory, 10.5. This year's team leads the Empire Eight, leads the conference in all of those categories. Good things are happening. Continue what you're doing and good luck this weekend and of course leading into senior day much appreciated thanks again for having me guys ball guys rule yeah <laughs> keep that that's staying in that's a promo <laughs> sean thanks so much man have a great rest of your day we'll talk thanks to you soon lot. yeah okay see you guys bye-bye every thursday sean coffee joins us coffee for three on espn radio utica rome now at 96.5 fm it's the sportszilla show on espn radio utica rome here's rain scoop and matt And if you've missed any of the broadcast, get the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, you'll find it there. And then, of course, you can stream us, ESPNUR.com. There's the ESPNUR app. You can open ESPN Utica Rome on your Amazon smart speaker. Of course, you got to enable the Alexa skill. You do that with your phone. We are back in black, baby. Scoop, did you intend the rhyme broadcast with podcast and flow in a singing style like you did? Because that was spectacular, to be perfectly honest with you. I was like, yeah, we got to do that like regularly. I like that. that yeah, I, I, I kind of did that, but I, you really derived a great amount of glee from that. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, just searching for the simple pleasures in life, man. I was just, uh, I was just, you know, rolling my vibe, man. I'm still bummed out about the fact that the Knicks Look, it's are Thursday, okay? <laughs> Just bummed out about the fact that the Knicks are just being the Knicks still because Dolan. And I got called Bozo earlier. Oh, no, I didn't. I'm just a clown. Yeah. Nick Ailes, scoop, Matt, and uh, a broadcast of the podcast out in a little while. But what about the parade? What about the Kansas City Chiefs parade? It was yesterday. A lot of highlights. A lot of crazy stuff happening. You you know what I'm talking about. Was Was it the guy that fell out of the tree with his butt hanging out of his pants? I mean, bare butt. That you might have seen on social media. Was it the car chase that ended up with the guy crashing into like a barricade? To I mean, me, it was the car chase that was the craziest. Was it Travis Kelsey being as hyped as his brother was when he was on the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, which Kelsey do you like better, Jason or Travis Kelsey? Uh, I like Jason better. Okay, what's what, what's the highlight for you? Of I like uh, Travis better because uh, he didn't beat the Patriots to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> it always comes down to the Patriots with that guy. Not wrong. Without question, the highlight is the dude who, with his pants falling down, falls out of a tree. Due to the wonders of, well, the fact that everybody has a camera and a video, well, a video camera in their pocket, everybody's got their cell phone, and nobody rushes in to help anybody. They just take video or yeah. pictures I have the actual audio from the guy with his bare butt 
out of his pants. They fell out of a tree. This is what it sounded like. This is better than the halftime show. <laughs> oh, what's going on? What would you have done if you're standing there at the Kansas City Chiefs parade and a dude with basically no pants on fell out of a tree? I might make a butt crack joke like that gentleman did who said it was better than the the halftime show. Would you laugh? I would laugh. I wouldn't help the guy either. I don't know if he was hurt badly. He wasn't really high up in a tree, but he was high enough that somebody thought, hey, there's a guy in the tree with no pants on and I could see his butt and I'm going to film that. It's only going to end in one way. That's it. What's that? It was only going to end one way. Yeah, because you're falling out of it. Well, as Scoop said a little bit earlier, you have to assume that perhaps some alcohol was involved didn't or Keith, other things. Didn't Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones fall out of a tree once trying to get like a coconut out of a, a palm tree? I want to. I want to say that, that I think I heard that. Uh, yes, too. I'm, I'm looking. I'm googling that right now. For some reason, now I'm flashing on that. Since Speaking, Travis. Of flashing butt crack. <laughs> since Travis Kelsey, uh, well, you like him, Matt, since he didn't beat the Patriots and he was celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory, he has been yelling this a lot. You gotta fight for your right to can we Can we play his brother's speech from when Philadelphia won? in their parade and then rally afterwards? I guess. Come on. You, you said it earlier. You know they like the WWE. There's no doubt. They even got a championship belt from the WWE to celebrate. The Chiefs did. Yeah. Okay, well, this is Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs' brother, Jason, because this stuff runs in the family. to you about underdogs. Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. You saw a driven Doug Peterson. A man who went for it on fourth and down. Went for it on fourth and down in the Super Bowl with the trick play. He wasn't playing. Playing just to go mediocre. He's playing for a Super Bowl. He hyped the crowd a little bit in Philadelphia. But then we compare and contrast that with Travis Kelsey, who yesterday, well, did this. I'm wearing about half the beers I've been trying to drink, baby. It's been a long time coming, because what did we do? We had to fight for our right to party! And what we do, we unleash a can of whoop ass on everybody! For 2019, 2020 world champions, you gotta fight for your right to party! Believe it! I love y'all! It's oh. it's just terrible but fantastic at the same time. Would you do any different if you won the Super Bowl and you were celebrating like that? I don't know, man. I'd probably have a few and yeah. go crazy. I mean, I would probably be doing the same thing, and my vocal cords like his would be strained. It is the Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica Robe, now 96.5 FM. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And uh, not this guy, though, because, yes, there was a car chase and it ended up with the car slamming into a barricade. We don't know if it was necessarily really anything to do with the actual parade and celebration. But he was on the parade route. But yeah. He was, yeah, but he was on the parade route. It looks like a gray sedan with potentially a flat tire speed pass. There was a chase that became here just at the beginning of the parade route. Look at all the police cars. There's look car? right there. Look at that. Like the smashed on the side. Oh, my goodness. And, yep, and definitely at least one tire was flat. Looks like they're trying to box that car in. So dangerous. Oh, my goodness. Look how many people out. along the side of the parade route here. Gosh, that's happening Spin right in the middle of Good grief. All right, several police cars trying to trap that car right now. We have not heard yet how it started. Look at the police officers running that direction. The smoke now coming after they spun that car out of spin move to get it to stop. If I'm on that parade route, I think I would be encouraged to back away. (laughs) You know, like I, I saw it unfold and there's people lining the street, you know, potentially very well, it was a very dangerous situation. Want to say thank you to Ryan Hall, head coach of Utica City FC, for joining us today. Want to say thank you to Sean Coffey from Utica College Men's Basketball for joining us for our regular Thursday Coffee for Three segment. And I would like to invite you on the phones at 315-768-1310. I'll repeat that, 315-768-1310. The reason being, if you answer a trivia question from the glue guy Matt on the phones, We'll give you a pair of tickets to a couple of passes to go out to the golf show at Turning Stone, February 14th, 15th, or 16th. So that's 315-768-1310. Answer a trivia question, and we're not going to lie. Chances are... A happy Gilmore trivia question. If you get it wrong, we might even ask you a second one. So good luck. Get on the phone. See you tomorrow at 5.